the been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Fit more. Yeah. Whereas as Arthur Fleck, he was just like, like a person out of place. But like, once he more fully adopted his Joker persona, I'm like, okay, start no. killing people. Wow. <laughs> like, That's fair. And again, he finds himself, and that person he happened to be in the inside is a crazy murdering. Yeah, clown. I mean, <laughs> what he found was horrifying. But like, it is, you know, it is him. Inconceivable. Hello, and welcome to Inconceivable. I'm William, and I'm joined. David and Gordon. Hello. How you guys Whoa. doing? Doing pretty well. Good, yeah. Good. Ready to have a laugh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's laughing now. Yeah. <laughs> I like that joke got super meta because yeah. it's like they said it and then it's like the punchline was missed, but because it was missed, it was funny. Like <laughs> the joke gets just like four layers at this point. Anyways, we're talking about Joker. Full spoilers, you know that's what you're here for, and we're here to talk about it in our first impressions and reactions. Um, there was a, a really like a large amount of reviews really early on for this. A lot like a lot of people get to see it like a week or two early to give like their reviews and stuff like that. This for this one, we were seeing reviews like. I, I distinctly remember seeing reviews for Joker before It Chapter Two. Yeah. And It Chapter Two was like three weeks ago. I right. was like, it was, what? It, was a, it was a long tail mm. on this thing. I was like, how did this happen? I was really frustrated by that. But that's and then also not only was I frustrated by that, but also frustrated because everyone was hyping it up. It's like, no, 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 I don't, don't want to hear it. La 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 la. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm I want it to be good, but don't make me think that it's going to be a fantastic movie because then I'm just not going to like it. You know, because that happens. So, so I didn't actually like read or watch any reviews of mm -hmm. it, like as it was leading up to it. My impression was that there were a lot of reviews coming out, but there was a lot of uh, negative press on the on the whole issue. There was some controversy. The, the controversy, movie reviews yeah. themselves were fantastic, but okay. there were some people saying like, "Oh, which like really like dark, you know, yeah, and violent." You know? It's it's a realistic take on a like a a supervillain. Like, of course, right. it's going to be a little controversial. Like, he's the starring role. Yeah. He has the hero's journey, and it ends with murder in the streets. Being, like, yeah, him being what you a psychotic clown of all things. Right. A lot of people. Who knew? <laughs> Who expected this horrifying turn of events? Find yourself. Turns out you're a bad guy. Yeah. Hey. Also, it's rated R. So, what else do you want? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's I don't know what you're expecting. Produced by Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Every no one gave uh, Deadpool any crap, and that was honestly way more violent. And violent, they, yes. Disturbing, no. No, yeah, that's the thing. It's the like people are just like, oh, but it's disturbing. It's like, like how many disturbing movies have you had? Like people have been saying, like actually not people. The creator said that they had a good amount of inspiration from. Um, it was the, uh, the the king, like, like the, 
the King Joker or something. No, no, not King Joker. Like the the King of Laughter. I think it was something like that. Okay. Or like King of King of Comedy. I think is what it was. And it's like an old movie. And it's very similar of like a, uh, a wannabe comedian who's mm-hmm. like psychotic and he makes up like half of what's going. Because that's another thing about this movie is that after seeing it, I was like, cool. I didn't think much of it. I mean, I did think like a lot about the stuff, but I didn't get like, oh yeah, you could have been like dreaming about that entire thing like and then mm-hmm. i had to then i started like watching lots of videos and being like okay what's real what's not yeah. i saw seen so many theories and i just want to say right off the bat i'm very pleasantly surprised because this is the first time i mean excluding endgame mm-hmm. that i've really you know wanted to dive deep into like lore and like thinking a lot about a superhero movie after the fact you know not that the super mo- superhero movies haven't been good they've been fantastic but they haven't left you with a lot to digest mm-hmm. this one comes in and he's just like it's that spongebob meme you know where it just comes out and he's like <laughs> <laughs> it's that so it was actually really refreshing to come out with something that kind of left you like really thinking about for a long time so this movie like i feel like there's a lot of comic book movies that have like kind of general action-packed adventure kind of things going on and you pretty much know how they're going to go. This movie, like, it deals with, like, actual issues that happen in the world. And really, like, feelings of pointless life, a pointless life, or the society generally not being one that represents you well. So you're basically in a system that is, like, it's not good. And so, like, it's interesting. He has all these, like, different things going on in his life with his mom and, like, the Waynes and comedy and the girl. And, like, and, like he, his job. It's just... All amounts to nothing. All four of those things, just absolutely nothing. And then the only thing he's left with is the fact that there are a bunch of people protesting and, like, taking up what he did in the subway. Yep. And just, like, that's what's left. Yep. And he takes that and he goes with that because he's like, look, this system doesn't represent me at all, but I can connect to this rage that everyone else is connecting to, and I can be somebody with that. Yeah. It's really interesting because it's, like, it almost... It, like, it chose what being disconnected from the general world around you and like the deep dive look at a life that no one really wants to look closely at because like people's lives are like that they're like they don't have any friends you know they're all their like romances are daydreams and like just generally unhappy and they're angry and they have you know five mm. bots and like spirits. every every aspect of their life is in shambles mm. and it just breeds like resentment and like this this rage i guess it was very visceral mm. you know and mm-hmm. it was stuff that was like very powerful not like necessarily in like like in a, in a positive yeah, yeah, yeah you're not like in a positive way just like it's a very like bold and strong statement mm-hmm. you know it was a bit too real at times yeah. like you're watching it you're like ooh. Oh no, yeah. no, I don't, I don't like this at all. It's going on stage for the comedy bit. I was oh, so stressed about that. Uh, I'm like, oh man, I've had things where I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about like stage fright. Like, they, they could do anything with the scene. You could ha- fall on his face as hard as anyone. And there's like the girl that's looking at him and laughing. It's like he's okay, and she's not real. Oh uh, yeah, when that when you find out that she's not real, like, oh, and that's it's it's really interesting. There's so many. I like that this movie is really up for interpretation. And they said that, you know, there really is not a kind of true to form with Joker. There isn't necessarily a real definitive way to to decipher what's real and what's mm-hmm. not. It's kind of just up to your own interpretation. 
and I think that's great. I also, speaking of that, um, you know, in line with the Joker, I also like that all the DC references were very subtle, and when they were used, they were used in a way that made sense. You know, I thought this was the best. Get this, I thought this was the best Batman origin story ever. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I mean, that's, I was, that's a pretty hot take there. <laughs> origin, <laughs> hard quotation marks, because really, it's just. Look at there's the kid and Joker's like smile. Yeah. Well, no. Then you had the whole like how his parents died in a much more oh, meaningful yeah. way. It like I feel like it really separated the typical oh my parents died because I'm a superhero like that's like you know but like this was like I feel like I had a lot more meaning with it and I feel like I, I know they won't do it but I feel like I would love to see just another movie to see the the reaction mm-hmm. of that because I like you know, Joker and Batman standoff more now with that, you know, being an option. It's not canon. It's an option. One of the many pathways of explaining, you know, you know, the styles of the origin stories all through the DC universe. I like this one a lot because it really gives a lot more meaning to their, you know, arch like rivalry, you know, mm-hmm. a movie in this style that had a Batman character, like, I bet you'd be doing like much less like showy things, but like we imagine it'd be very brutal things. He's a guy standing in the shadows and then comes out with some high tech gear and beats the tar out of you, like. Or kind of like how we saw, honestly, even though this movie had Joker, it was mostly the story of Arthur um, um, Fleck. We would see also in turn with Batman, we would see less Batman and really more Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. You know, so think about that, like having a Bruce Wayne movie, not a Batman movie. You know, it's just called Batman, and it's like ninety percent just Bruce Wayne. Right? Yeah, I don't know. They throw in here. some b- Batman like fan service, but you know, well, at the end he does something, or right? that's the point I mean, of the movie. Like a Batman version of this would basically be, um, you know, it would be Batman Begins, but the entire movie is like the first three quarters. Yeah. Mm. Well, I feel like, or or it's or it'd be like uh, the first season of Daredevil. Where, like, he's not really Daredevil until... Like, he's yeah. not, like, properly exactly. Daredevil until well, I mean, the, the very the, end. Yeah, that's how, that's how that goes for this. He didn't refer to himself as Joker until the very end of the movie, yeah. you know? I feel like the way they would do this movie is they probably wouldn't have him have, like, a ton of, like, ancient art combats. He'd probably have, like, some modern self-defense training and then just, I don't know, get a gun and just go mess people up. I feel, I feel like he'd be the kind of Batman that murder people. People that did this movie... I don't think he'd be like a no, no one dies. He'd be like, no, people are dying. He would kill people. I, th- I I would imagine he would he would switch to bladed weapons. I feel like that's more more of a Batman thing than, than yeah. firearms. Like obviously, I think uh, I want to say in Batman versus Superman, like he kind of uses guns. Um, but aside, like I feel like Batman is more of a mm. like an up close and personal kind of close quarter combat better. kind of yeah. character. What did you think about this portrayal uh, of Joker from, uh, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's performance compared to the other Joker's performances? I mean, as Joker, I thought he was fantastic. Like, as the movie progressed and he, like, you know, went through, I think the final half hour, like 40, well, I mean, it was only an hour and a half long movie, right? So, like, the last half hour or so, I'm like, okay. He's recognizably Joker. Like, his mannerisms are 
congruent with the way he's dressing and the you know the applied makeup and so like everything fit more yeah whereas as arthur fleck he was just like like a person out of place but like once he more fully adopted his joker persona i'm like okay, started no. killing people <laughs> well, <laughs> that's fair and again he finds himself and that person he happened to be in the inside is a crazy murdering yeah crime. i mean <laughs> what he found was horrifying but like it is you know it is him um yeah so that i i really liked uh like i thought that was really well done yeah. i would i mean one of my favorite lines was the i thought my life was a tragedy but it turns out it's a effing comedy you know <laughs> <laughs> Immediately after, I'm like, "Wow, yeah, that was a turn. <laughs> that w- that was a scene. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and even that was like, did that really happen? Are we like, are we here? Like, yeah, it's um, that's the thing. It's like I seen so many different lines about what was real, was what wasn't, and many of them have different things that are make them valid. But I don't think that any of them are necessarily right or wrong and mm-hmm. I think that also the people making it are in the same way. It reminds me very much of movies like um, uh, Shutter Island. Okay. I love that. I'm going to say I feel like it's a little overblown people's talk about like what's real and what's, what's, real and what's not because I feel like they cover it it's one thing and I feel like beyond that it's just true. Right? I, th- I think you're right because they 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 specifically reference things that aren't real. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll have a thing, and then it'll turn out that it wasn't real. Yeah. Um, so, in that light, I feel like anything that wasn't specifically well, proven to be false, see, we can probably take as... Until, like, 99% of the movie, you can make that case, except for the fact that the very last scene is them being in, like, the insane asylum, and him just laughing, and he's like, what are you laughing about? Like, you wouldn't get it. And so they may just be referring to the fact that Nothing happened, and <laughs> that, that's possible. So I, mean, that, that I feel was, like that's that, a bit much. That was okay. supposed to be a post-credit scene. Yeah, based on the nature of the movie, no one wanted everyone waiting till after the credits. Like, we don't want shooter opportunities. We're just gonna like stick it all here. That's it. It's all here in the front. You finish it, you get out. We're not Marvel, okay? <laughs> um, but I, I, I like that kind of leaves it open-ended. You know, there's there's many similar things where, you know, like, Shutter Island leaves it very open. I mean, even though Inception did, you know, decide on an ending, they kind of played with you just like, eh? Could go either way, you know? But even though that there's like, no, this is actually how it ended, you know, Shutter Island, they're like, no, it's up, open for up interpretation. There really is no right or wrong, wrong way to look at it. And I love that, honestly, you know? It, I think that that's... I like a movie that causes a lot of conversation. You know, I feel like this one has done that more for any super movie. Again, like, it's Endgame is both recent and not recent, uh, but Endgame is also its own anomaly in a different direction where that one's more conversational, not because it was, like, impactful, but just because it was a big milestone moment mm. of the series. So this, Huge I feel like... Exactly. Like, I feel like this type of conversation hasn't been had mm. in... You know, superhero movies in a long time, mm. and I really welcome that back. I feel like the conversation with Endgame uh, has largely been less about what things mean and more about what people think they should have done differently. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, just fired. So, can I ask, like, what's favorite, like, say, scene in the movie? Would you would you look back and go, man, that was good? Um, honestly, it's. It's hard because there's so many scenes that kind of get better because of scenes that proceeded after them. 
So it's hard to say like one specific scene. Like in a way, I both loved and hated like the scene where he gets up from the car, you know, everyone's like praising him, you know, he does his dance. Yeah, honestly, the whole thing with like the blood sweat, like that was genius. And I was just like, and the fact that, you know, he was doing like the dance and stuff like that, like that became more appreciated because of everything that led up to it and all the other scenes that kind of built into that one scene. So it's like that one scene was just a culmination of so many previous good scenes for me that I like, I guess that's one of my, like my, my favorite. Like it's that's, weird because it's also like the point where it's like, that's the end. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the end. It's like, it's a weird ending for a movie, but honestly, like, I don't know what else I expected. It's weird. They make you like, like cheer basically for just straight up. He's a bad guy. Like yeah. it's one of those things where like you have all these reasons to trust him. He just, He's gunning down people. It's it's like right. in Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's like cool motive, still murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look on the talk show, like that guy, maybe he's a jerk. Did not deserve to get popped off. I, don't I know, what did not see that coming, to be I, honest. Again, I was not sure. I thought is he gonna kill himself see, here? What's gonna I, happen? I, I figure. I didn't think he was gonna kill himself. I thought he was gonna kill the the game show. I well, sure. I didn't think he was gonna kill himself either. I thought that he was gonna like maybe hold him hostage or something. I didn't think he was just like, and I didn't think that he was like, I didn't, I didn't think it was out of the realm of possibility that he was gonna kill him, but not in that fashion. I didn't think he was just literally during live TV just gonna go bang, that's it. And I, like when that was like, oh, all right, <laughs> damn. I, I love that scene because it's like the only scene where it's like he is actually the Joker in the Joker's element, doing yep. what the Joker does, like. The only scene in the movie, he's actually the he's Joker. He's not undercover, you know. Yeah. He's like, nope. I'm proud to admit it. This is all like my crimes, and yeah, yeah deal with it. Suckers. Just the way he does it, and it's like, it's like, man, I'm just so, like, like happy and cheering for him. Says he's. <laughs> I, I think that was probably that was probably my favorite scene. I think one of the one of the scenes that you really liked was the scene where his two friends come to his apartment. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so And he just like brutal. murders the hell out of the guy. And then the, <laughs> and the midget can't get out of the apartment. <laughs> oh, that cool. scene was gold. And then he had the audacity to like, like huh! uh, he's like, ah! Uh, he's like, ah! I'm just kidding, I'm not gonna kill you. You should watch my show tonight. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Such a unique scene. The yeah. other scene that I really liked was uh, when he is like freaking out and he goes to the lady's apartment and he's sitting there and like you find out that like everything oh. was wrong and he's just like, you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, I knew it because I saw it because they, oh, they did that so perfectly. They, when that happened, I was like, wow, okay. All right, I'm not sure if I buy that, but okay, this is happening when you yeah. know when they start like making eyes stuff yeah. like that, and that kept happening. I was like, like all this seems pretty improbable. Yeah, but but then like the more it happens, like you know what? Good for you, man. I'm glad yeah, you got this. The whole time, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, good for him, right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, I don't know how you ended up with this chick, but you know what? I'm in, I'm game. Good for you. That's kind of like, I'm on board. Whatever happened, to the little girl? I think she'd come up at some point here. <laughs> And then it's like, oh, just she's just not real. He's just, yeah, she's not here at all. That, the little girl's back there with her actual mom, and yeah, that sucked. Honestly, like it's sad that that was one of the saddest moments for me. Was figuring out what's it. Oh. Uh, yeah. Also, the um, the whole um, the bathroom scene, you know, Dance. with no with uh, Arthur oh. and Wayne. Yeah. yeah, that was also really honestly punches him in the face. Don't you ever touch my son again? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's uh, fair. I just feel like watching this movie again 
there's just so many standout scenes in this movie. Like, it just, it really knows how to capture a scene, you know? Mm. Like, and capture the moment and just really, like, reels you in because it kind of, you just don't quite know what's going to happen. You you know, they throw out the whole... It's, it kind of reminds me, right, of how uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, you know, they throw out some, like, easy answers for you to play with to get your feet wet to be like, okay, so, like, all this, like, crazy stuff could happen and anything could happen with my decisions. Early on in the Joker movie, they had that moment when he's watching TV and then he just envisioned himself in the show and, you know, mm. him, like, having this vision with uh, Murray and, like, mm. oh, I wish I had a son like you. Like, that was them saying, okay, just so you know, don't believe everything you see anything can happen you know like that was their way of kind of introducing that idea in a soft way they didn't seem like it had that big of an impact but then really showed you and explained to you what this movie is capable of like i know he's like full-on delusional yeah and i love that the movie takes you totally off guard but having no transitions into these spots whatsoever yeah it just happened and they just fit in seamlessly with everything and i think that they are kind of trying to form a mind of this is what it's like from Arthur's perspective. You know, he doesn't go into like a dream sequence when he's, you know, daydreaming about something. Yeah, it just seems like effective. Yeah, scene. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in black and white and you know blurry and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, just thinking about it, like like so basically, um, what is the name of the game show? Do you have any idea? The Murray Murray something. Yeah. So like so he, so he kills his mom after he finds out that she's kind of off the rocker. Yeah, and wasn't great. And he kills his hero, mm-hmm. who is a comedian, right? Kills like, his his because he found his father thing. figure and his mother figure, right? Yeah. And like, so like, he's basically rejecting the ideals that were set up for him. Yeah, like as a whole, and it's it's really interesting. Cause like that's man, it's it's a dark place, but it's really it's very cool. Yeah, like I just again, I just love how much there is to digest with this movie mm-hmm. you know like i felt satisfied after it but then also at the same it's it's this is the kind of way where it's like you don't want people wanting where it's like okay but there's still many so many things that needs to be answered it's like no that's not the proper way to deliver this type of you know lots of theories and thought after the movie just like leaving stuff out that you didn't finish off is not a an effective way of doing that. I was going to say, plot holes are not, <laughs> yeah. not a substitute for story. <laughs> That's never intentional. And if it is, you're an idiot. <laughs> so, but with this, this does that type of thing just perfectly. And I feel like it's something that we've seen a lot with movies before, but something we haven't seen a long time or even to maybe this degree ever with a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome. I feel like they've kind of been chasing, like it's been a, They've been chasing the lowest common denominator and just trying to make movies for the, the broadest possible audience. And it, it'll it be interesting to see if any part of like the movie industry generally and then the superhero genre specifically kind of takes a little bit after this in terms of like being willing to tell not just like super violent movies like Deadpool, but like really serious movies Mm -hmm. and like take itself really seriously give us a freaking daredevil movie with the with the same actor just give him a full-on movie i love that daredevil show so much Mm -hmm. and freaking i'm forgetting his name the actor there just Uh, charlie cox charlie cox thank you um I would die for like a movie in similar fashion of that they've Mm -hmm. got all the building box blocks there it's it's awesome but but it would be interesting to see if they they kind of let like you see the ripple effect of this movie 
happened where they let movies be a little different. Like you see some of it in the Marvel right. universe. Like some of them are a little off. Base well, we saw and, the like, ripple effect of Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm wondering, mm -hmm. will this have a Guardians of the Galaxy effect uh, yeah. on either Marvel or DC or whatever? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it'll it'll be interesting to thing to just keep an eye on. I'd be surprised Marvel took a step in this direction. I feel like... They're too, they, they're too Disney for that? They're, they're not very brave when it comes <laughs> to breaking new ground. They're like, yeah, we know where we are. This is also a pretty surprising movie to come right after... Um, was Shazam the last DC movie? Yeah. Or was it Aquaman? It was Shazam, I think. Okay, yeah, Shazam. So, like, believe it or not, Shazam was darker than it looked, but it was still, a, like, by this Miles, like, happier, mm. you know, comparison. Mm. And then Aquaman was, like... Like, Shazam was kind of in the middle, and Aquaman was your super happy, like... Just like a popcorn flick. Yeah, and honestly, all those movies were great. All three of them. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed all of them. I'm like, I think DC's finally getting something right, and I think it starts with them not caring about an expanded universe. They just mm, the, stop, yeah. you know? Like, they need to find their ground, because Marvel did do some of the groundwork, early on, but they didn't screw themselves over. Mm. It was all in post-credit scenes. They didn't do it in a way that, hey, if these movies didn't pan out, you know, those would just be fun Easter eggs, you yeah. know? Like, they it weren't reliant on their exactly. kind of nods and, and sort of... Where I feel like DC didn't build it that way. They rushed right into it, and because they wanted to get there so quickly, they're like, we have to heavily imply that, like, Justice League is happening, you they're know? Like, yeah, that was Superman? Yeah. Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I thought I thought Batman vs Superman was fun. I I still think it was yeah. a solid movie. It had some issues. The I, issues, I feel like yeah, adding. Not, wait, let's stop before we go down. Yeah, there. We, we don't we don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> a two hour long podcast. Spoilers. And they, the Joker only... movie. They talk about Batman vs Superman for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, unfortunate. So there's two scenes that I'm like that stick with me a little bit. I'm not sure exactly why. Um, and Joker and one's like he's talking to the uh, two. Um, detectives, and then he walks into the exit only door. Mm -hmm. mm. I don't mm -hmm. know why. I don't know why it sticks with me, but I just keep on going like, really? They just had him walk into an exit only door? Why did they choose to do that? I don't... It's like, is it a comedy bit here? What's happening? <laughs> I'm not sure. There's... Yeah, I mean, it kind of also goes back to the point where how much... Like, they were also taking the point, you know, when you know he was in the riot, you know, and he just kind of walked in to the theater. It's like... Mm -hmm. How did you get in there? And like people think that that's a reason. Like that's that's one of the indications that it wasn't real. You know that like oh like he just imagined that that, that whole thing happened because there's no way he could just sneak in. There's so many like again like there's so many different ways and people I've been saying like someone was saying that whenever he's in clown makeup that stuff he uses ma imagining minus the beginning stuff. But I I don't think so because you know when he killed. Um, Murray at the end, there was like news coverage everywhere mm. about it and stuff like that. So I don't think that was made up. Um, again, there's so many different lines to draw, and I like that there isn't necessarily a right or wrong one. Just kind of like go down that theory train, you know, and just see like what's what's the best theory that people like to go with, you know. Mm. Um, what do you What do you think? Overall, I loved it. Honestly, I thought it was really great. Best DC movie I've seen since Dark Knight Rises. Easily. Dark Knight Rises? Oh well, it's gonna be. Wait, it, this is this better than Dark Knight Rises in my book? I think this is probably. That, that, I think I have to let it process a little bit more mm. for me to figure that out. Because, like for instance, 
I see Hawking Phoenix's performance as Joker just as good as Heath Ledger, and I wouldn't say either of them are better because I feel like they're two totally different roles. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with one who is basically acting, um, you know, Arthur Fleck, and one Mm -hmm. who's playing Joker way down the line. So in a way, I see these guys as like parallels, like one, you know, did it and he's like effectively passing on the torch to someone who is better suited to do a full on Joker down the rabbit hole. You know, I feel like Hawking's uh, performance was perfect because he was able to really show you the process of Arthur Fleck to Joker. Mm. You know, I don't know how I would like him as just Joker. That would kind of be a whole nother thing, Mm -hmm. you know. That's a hard question, but which is better? It's just like I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know how you answer it. Like, and that's why Wa- I just say... Joaquin's performance, he's, he's doing it for a whole movie. He's, yeah. he's the star of the movie. It's all about him. And Joker in Dark Knight, again, he wonderful steals the performance. Show. Yeah, but like, it's not him in every scene. It's like, it's hard. And he looks different, he acts different, but like, they fit differently in their universe. So and that's like, why I say I don't think either one's better than the other. Because they're both extremely impressive for completely different reasons. And I think it's not fair to put them against each other exactly, even though they're the same character. It is a little So, so here's my question for you guys. Do you think that Jared Leto is just going to be a footnote in terms of Joker performance? Like, like people are just going to forget that it ever happened? One can only hope. <laughs> what sucks, I will say what sucks for him is that after seeing this version of Joker, it really alienates Jared Leto's Joker. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was it felt much more appropriate at the time, but now that we've kind of gone back to the Heath Ledger type Joker, yeah. Jared Leto's Joker just seems kind of really odd yeah. and kind of out of place, Weird. you know? Yeah, just like too esoteric. Like Joker's supposed to be an eccentric character. But this is too far in like the wrong direction. Exactly. So would well, be like a cocaine addict version of Joker. <laughs> is that what we're dealing with? The tattoos and the weird like just look. Pimp Daddy Joker. Yeah, exactly. Right. I feel like it's like there's definitely room for it there. Friggin' like, mumble rapper Joker. <laughs> Fair enough. Overall, what do you think? Uh, I thought it was a really well-made movie. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see it again mm, because really? I find it too unsettling. I need to see it once more purely on a theory basis so I can pick mm-hmm. it apart again myself. Now that I now that I know the ending, it's like the first time I watched Inception, I was like, I, like it's not going to be as fun because like I know how everything shapes up now, but now I want to like dissect the movie and watch mm-hmm. it again. You know, like that's how I feel about this. It's like okay. yeah, not nearly as going to be as good as the first time viewing because there's not nearly as much of the shock value and all that kind of surprises. But I want to dissect it and like, come up with like my own theory, if you will, about everything. You yeah, know? it's more of an experience, I would say, than uh, yeah, than just like a movie on its own. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's I remember coming out of the theater and I'm just like I feel kind of ill actually <laughs> well yeah because it's like it's it ends and it's there's heavy, nothing bro. good to take away from it yeah. other than just the fact that yeah that's exactly what I expected yeah. you know <laughs> like there's no silver lining you right. know <laughs> I didn't know what to expect from this movie um, I would say it blew me away with how good it was like both the character development the plot the actual stress they had in different scenes he drops the gun in the hospital. Like, oh! No! That was, that was a pretty good scene. That was amazing. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, shit. Oh. Stop. Don't do that to me. But also, like, screw those kids in the beginning, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I think that this movie is incredibly good. I think it's the kind of movie 
you don't watch a lot of times. It's not going to be seen three times in theaters. It's not what it's doing. It's the kind of movie you're going to go back to five or six years and watch it and go, wow, that's still amazing. And then you're going to put it on shelf again for five <laughs> or six years and you don't want to see it again. Like, any movie that taps so much into the, um, like... Like the psyche? The psyche of what, what like, like it's, it's almost like a shooter psyche, right? That's yeah. like It's basically like the making of a shooter. It's like, like, this is the the profile of what one of them is like. It's like, that's not great. Disenfranchised, you know, men trying to deal with the world around them and finding it doesn't make any sense. And yeah. it's not for them, basically. They're like, well... There's a certain category yeah. of movies that falls in that type of, you know... Yeah. You know, there's the ones that you want to go back to every other week, but then there's the other ones that you just, you know, they need to marinate for a while before you revisit them, you know? Well, it's like... How would I even put it? It's like, it's like watching something painful, almost. Like, it's you're glad you did it, but it, like, hurts to watch. Yeah. Well, because it's like, I think what it was is because the main character was going through so much pain, and they did such a good job of relaying what it was like and mm-hmm. taking you through this character. And you're like, yeah, this sucks, and I get it. You know, they took a very ultimately unrelatable character and made you not sympathize, but empathize yeah. with the person. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, yeah, you don't come away with this relating to the character, but you actually understand a person that you couldn't originally see yourself understanding, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's it's a pathway into the darkness, and, like, it shows you how someone can get there. Right. Like this, this is how life could be if, like, everything unraveled completely, and you're like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. don't want to do that. Well, yeah, it's really interesting, too, because, like, unlike, say, The Joker in the Dark Knight, you're like... I don't get him, really. Like, you get this Joker. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. You understand. You're like, okay, yeah, you know what? Sometimes it does feel like you just want to lash out or that the only thing that makes sense is, like, basically putting a brick into the system that's whirling about that has no care for you. It's like, yeah, I can I can affect that. Yeah. Because it does not represent me or support me. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a very good movie. I think, I think it's interesting... Uh, the the line that I'm reminded of is actually from The Dark Knight, where Alfred says, some men just want to watch the world burn. And that's so appropriate for this movie mm. that it's almost painful. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Uh, it also gave us a really... I really love the visceral look on Gotham. I mm. feel like Gotham has never been better explored than in this movie. You know, yeah. I really appreciated that aspect too, which obviously played into the whole meaning of it, but it really added to like... It's just the fact that, yeah, this is why Gotham sucks so much. You mm-hmm. know, everyone's talking about, oh, we need to fix Gotham. But yeah, I feel like they've never done a good job of explaining other why than it's just like a real, like, poop hole. You know, <laughs> why it needs to be like... It's, it's very, like, like trash 1970s or 80s, like, New York. Yeah, like, oh, that, man. Like, like, this like, is... What's the era the movie's supposed to be? I, I, it was I think like it's supposed to be... I think it's supposed to be 80s or 90s. What really. is funny, though, is that they did goof in one of the earlier scenes on when they were on the street and he was, like, chasing them. At some point, I remember, for some reason, I remember seeing that and I got really confused about whether this was present time or not because of this thing. There was, like... You see all these cars that are, like, 30, 40 years old mm-hmm. and then you see this, I kid you not, this, like, souped-up, like, Volkswagen Golf. Like, right <laughs> up. And I'm just like, what? Wait, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> Hey, there's an issue, guys. So can I say, I love the way they incorporate his laugh. Like, I oh, just, mm. I, I thought that was magnificent. That. I loved that. And it was like, oh, the bus scene, you know, when you're like... The bus you're, scene was hard. 
See, this is what I'm talking what about. We, we, could, we could go on and on about how every scene was like important. You know, like that's the thing. Is like so many of these mm. scenes you remember. They had weight. They had meaning. Mm. So many things. Like this movie did so many things that so many movies, let alone superhero movies, like don't do these days. You know, it just mm. really really did a magnif magnificent job. Like I kind of like that they have things like a plot kind of unwinding and it turns to be a little... So it's like his mom's writing letters and he like takes one and reads one and he's like finally like exploring that, finds the Waynes and like she's crazy and goes to like the, the insane asylum. Like I, the whole thing is that he's going on a journey like following a, th a string to see where it pulls out to and like you don't know where it's going necessarily. It's, is he... Wait, like they could do that. Why couldn't they do that? Like, like, oh, is she crazy or is he just lying? Yeah. Then this later, movie definitely kept you on your toes the entire uh, time. <laughs> and then the seniors talking to the guy behind the glass, like, yeah, and abused your son, and she's like looking because mm -hmm. he's just heard mm -hmm. about this. It's like, <laughs> uh, long awkward silence between the two of I them. I can give this to. Yeah, that was. Mm. The scenes where he runs too. Yeah, and he's just a bunch of high steps because he's going clown shoes. I mean, give it up to Joaquin Phoenix, man. Like he really nailed it. Like mm. any, like there was never. Is okay. So there, it was. I had an interesting experience in the theater mm -hmm. where it was never a question of whether or not that was. Like, like, I I knew and I was thinking conceptually about Joaquin Phoenix playing him, mm -hmm. but it was never a question of whether that was actually Arthur Fleck, which yeah. is weird, like a weird, like that's a, there's like a cognitive dissonance there, but like it's always like, no, like that's, he's not playing a character, like that's the guy like, yeah, that's him on the screen, but like you know, you st you're still thinking about like what he had to go through to get there, mm -hmm. uh, and like there, there's been a history of people, you know, playing the Joker and having some issues afterwards, and it'll be interesting to see if if Joaquin uh, Phoenix is one of the people that can bounce back from that, at least more effectively. Um, you can make you can make the case that Jack Nicholson's always been crazy, and you know, and and playing the Joker <laughs> wasn't that much of a uh, an emotional hurdle for him. Um, just made himself a little bit happier. Just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mark Hamill seems to be fine, I'm, more or less, yeah. Um. Join the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> You're like there was the last Jedi, but that wasn't his well, one. No, he, yeah, he uh, objected. I think to a lot of the choices made in that one. I feel but like he's. Oh, that's another yeah. rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. All right, thanks for joining us on this episode of Inconceivable Spoiler Cast. Um, yeah, check us check us out at geekkind.tv and make sure to check out all of our other episodes of Inconceivable wherever you find podcasts and um, subscribe to us to, on all of our social media platforms. See you next time. Stay kind, geeks. Yeah, leave an angry comment. <laughs> Inconceivable! Inconceivable!
When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X-Fi gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu.